What up, what up? Welcome into Backdoor Cover, the most underrated sports podcast in the Census Bureau's Greater Division 7 area. I'm your host, Dan Jester, and I'm joined, as always, with Ross Bolin. It's going to get really old for you coming up with those. Like, just think about it. What are you screenshotting over there, dog? You don't need to worry about that, dude. You heard that? Uh, <laughs> Very loud. No, you, it, think about it. Like, two years from now, you're going to have to be coming up with these fucking lines that... The most underrated sports podcast in the Census Bureau's Greater Division 7 area. Which he notes on there. Includes Arkansas, Louisville, Oklahoma, and Texas. Louisiana, Louisiana not or, Louisville. Yeah, Louisiana. West, sorry. West, South, Central is our, our division area. But yeah, thank you for introducing me, Dan. Of course. And that other voice you hear is Dylan Shivery. Hello, guys. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Hi, Dylan. Uh, I can't stop staring at intern Luke over here with his... He just refuses to shave, and it's he's dis- pretty busy, dude. It's disorienting. Yeah, we have boy, two producers in studio right now. Let the boy work. Let the we have boy a guy work. editing in a podcast, and we have Micah producing a podcast. I guess hopefully it's being recorded. It's called grinding. And that's what we're doing here at Grand X. Shouts to intern Luke's beard, though. It's looking gnarly. It's with the gr. He can't. He, he's trying to do something. <laughs> Jesus, he's fine. Uh, but yeah, this is the uh, the first week we're gonna do two podcasts. Other than last week. Yeah, it's Monday week, it really we're recording count. backdoor cover, which can mean one thing and one thing only. It is football season. Legitimately, this is it. It has started. Yeah. Like this week. I can't believe We've it. We've actually already had games. It's yeah, games we had week zero. I, no bet on a, I bet on a college football game on this weekend. No one I didn't cared about them, but they games. actually played games. Lost. Jared lost his first bone zone. Or he's still undefeated in if you count losses as a win. Yeah. Shamefully, which I... Which isn't really a thing. Somehow tailed Jared... Without even knowing I was tailing Jared, which, you went to Mexico you, State. <laughs> I did, which, as you can guess, did not um, resulted in a loss. Yeah, yeah, I deserved that. That's on me for not paying attention to what Jared was saying when he was here. Also, in my group of friends, he said uh, that uh, fade in Hawaii was a lock. He he went all in on Colorado State. Wow! Of course, they lost. I don't know how Jared decides these things, but if there's a way we can get him to like without affecting his judgment get him to give us a lock of the week that we can fade every week that would be awesome like it's he like, can't become self-aware right he, we don't want him to know right. that we're fading him we just need him on the podcast every week and then you just fade him giving us a lock and then we just fade the lock and it's 110 percent winning i just found a barrett's cell phone is in studio oh wow and he just, just came to the glass to just vibrated on my ass i was sitting on that's it. very uncomfortable yeah so i saw you reach for your ass and i wondered to myself what could Dan be sitting on? And it turns out it's a phone. Barrett's phone. And Barrett's phone. Yeah, you guys just recorded OCC. Yeah, we were in here talking about nerd shit. You don't want none of that, do we? No, but I told you I started watching that shit again. It, you know, we don't even talk about it. No, we don't, we don't have don't. to. We've got a loaded show. Sports. What we can talk about, though, Ross, is that we're wearing the same shirt. We are. It's, it's from the we're same twinsies. place. We are twinsies. It's, uh, oh, it's, where'd y'all get it? You know where we got it. A place called rowdygentleman.com. Rowdygentleman.com. We got a sale today. Oh, we got yeah. 60% off, uh, I believe, uh, Reagan Bush products. Up to today? 60% off. It Up fluctuates, actually. If you are it mimics the market. On August 27th, which is a Monday, we are having a bull market flash sale where throughout the day the prices alternate, but every Reagan Bush product, every back to back World War Champs product on rowdygentleman.com has outrageous markdowns 50%, 40%, 60%. I don't fucking know. There's some kind of stock market Shit thing just going. changes. We got shirts for 12 bucks right now. It's chaos. If it's not the 27th, that's fine. You can still use our code, whatever it is. I believe it's backdoor for back 10% door, off. 
for ten for fifteen percent off. I think maybe maybe. Listen, it's a percentage that you need. It's not important. It's not important what the percentage is. Just go to rowdygentleman.com, click on the new tab, check out all the new arrivals. If the fucking stock market thing is still up there, you'll see it. It's massive. Click on that thing. Do some shopping. Use the code backdoor. Enjoy yourself. Listeners be shopping. Shit. Everybody. Shit. Shit. All right, so let's open up with the uh, the big story of the day. Odell Beckham Jr. has agreed to a five-year, $95 million extension with the New York Giants. You got to give the Giants some credit here for uh, locking this in. Makes him the highest paid wide receiver in all of football with $65 million guaranteed. Sweet Jesus. I didn't uh, know this. I was yeah. in here when recording another show while you guys were finding out this Just news. broke as you were recording. Uh, That's tight. The extension averages $20 million over the, the first three years, and it surpasses Antonio Bryant or Antonio Brown's $17 million per year average and Mike Evans' $55 million in total guaranteed money. I understand I'm surprised that. Mike Evans has paid that much money. Dude, he's really good. He's, not, he's all right. Mike Evans is it's just sheer like he's not top potential. In the NFL. He's, on a, he's on a poopy team. It, yeah, it, Trust, if, it's if, the Bucks. Evans, we'll see. You're right. We don't know where his ceiling is. Evans yet. should be better. I get that the market changes, and uh, as a result, sometimes players that aren't as good as other players are paid more than other players. That would drive me completely fucking insane if I was a professional athlete. Like if you're. Now that, if like, you're AB right now, right, and you're getting you're, paid less than ODB, OBJ, whatever you want to call him, Odell, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Right? I would. Dick, I mean, AB is, we're, we agree, he's probably the best receiver in football. I agree, yes. And then Odell's, the best receiver in football. would you say Odell's too? <sighs> but this is what always happens. Okay, yeah, it's the, really the bar up. is reset every time one of these guys and yeah has a I, new, is up for a new contract. And then you're looking at guys who played 15, 20 years ago, and you're like, oh god, you poor they make fuck. like a, a fifth of this. Yeah, like this would be what they made over the course of a twenty year career, which yeah. no one has ever had, and these guys are getting it in five years. So yeah, Antonio Brown's probably like, man, fuck, but this always happens. Don't also, forget about inflation, Ross. For the re- also that for the record, I cannot pick a number one. Between AB, OBJ, and D Hop. I can't. Well, yeah, as I noted here, Odell is actually tied with his LSU teammate Jarvis Landry with 288 catches for the most catches by a player in his first three seasons in the NFL. Uh, obviously, I, last I did year. I not realize Landry was pulling in that kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's quietly. Well, not really quiet. He's, anymore, a, he's a big, big Bless him. Bless him. Uh, sure. Yeah, he they just put up numbers, and Odell would have probably put up more numbers last year, but he broke his ankle, so he, he played did. four games. He so probably a little bit of a setback. probably would have had better stats had yeah. he not broken his ankle. But I mean, the first three years, most catches by an NFL receiver, and I think every year he had double digit touchdowns, so not bad. No, it's not bad. Not at all. bad. He's quite good. He's more than that catch. Yes, he is. He is significantly more than than the catch you think of when you uh, hear against, his name against them boys. What a f- psycho catch, though, dude. Yeah. I will say, though, at the same time, like the Giants don't really scare me. No, not at all. Well, because, uh, is that because they were dog shit last year? Yeah, they don't scare anybody. Yeah, they do have Saquon, though, and that they have Odell back. But, yeah, that, that team doesn't really scare me. It's funny, being such a big NBA guy, like football and baseball, you can sign your you know top three player to a new extension, be fucking sitting on top of the world, and nobody gives a fuck because your team sucks ass. You got to go with it from there and try to build around that dude. That's not the case in basketball, where if you land a top three player, you're gonna make the fucking playoffs, right? You're gonna you're gonna get enough wins to be a team that gets talked about. That's not the case in the NFL. The Giants are terrible. They got OBJ, but that's it. 
Eli Manning's throwing the football for them. Eli's uh, old as fuck. That's a that's a two time Super Bowl MVP. Old. He's not that old. Dude, he's old he's, for Eli. In Eli years, he's, he's an 55. old man. Yeah. The like, men's age differently. When you look at he's Eli, thirty-seven. When you look Eli in the okay, eye, you're like, old. "Oh, this dude's done." Yeah, he's pretty old. Never mind. Yeah, because Peyton's arm fell like off like, around the same time. So like, Eli's just due to just have his oh, arm fall off. I I do not want to watch Eli or any quarterback for that matter go down the same horrific fall off of a cliff that Peyton Manning did. Please don't make us do that. I actually bet Jared that that season that Peyton would throw more interceptions than touchdowns. I know it was a stupid bet in. that you won very easily. <laughs> Because you, you could see it. It was pretty obvious. He was throwing ducks. But. Some of the most depressing throws in any sport that involves throwing that I've ever seen. Fuck, was, who's the Giants' backup quarterback? Davis Webb is the Giants' backup quarterback. Yeah. Noted Calgrad, Berkeley guy. It's, the Giants suck. Giant, yeah, Giant, fuck the Giants. It doesn't really matter. Uh, another receiver news in the NFL, uh, Jaguars wide receiver Marquise Lee is out for the season with ligament damage to his knee on a tackle that people are saying, most notably Jalen Ramsey, is a direct result of the NFL uh, new helmet rule. And how, how does he justify saying that? What, why? What happened He's with saying the guy went low the guy to went avoid low. getting flagged, and he hit him in the knee. Yeah. Um, exactly, Ross. Which is true, but he's missing the bigger point, which is knee blown out less than or equal to Head trauma and brain disease. I don't know. I th- I think I'd rather want head trauma. Well, that's yeah, but you're not, not very normal. Smart. You're you're temporarily sick. like you're only out a week or two. <laughs> I don't want to go through all the rehab. Yeah, de- I'll deal with that shit when I'm 55. I'm saying that's the whole rule, though. That's the yes, he's right. It sucks ass. Yes, as a result of them trying to protect players' brains, knees are more exposed. But no one on the other side of that argument is like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We should change it up, make the brains more exposed, protect the knees. Come on, man. It's easy. It's fucking common sense. Get used to this, though, because this is going to be this season's anthem talk. It's I know. Gonna be the it's going to be a new It's going to be a real pain in the ass. I'm, I'm just hoping that the penalty talk overrides the anthem talk because I've had too much anthem talk. I can't, I can't do another season where we have to come in here every Monday and Thursday and discuss the motherfucking national anthem. Please, God, can we please talk about penalties <laughs> instead? What if they just form into like some super topic that just... Super drama? It's a the, hybrid. It's one of the fun things about the NFL thing. every year is that we get to talk about one of the shitty things, whatever it is that the league's obsessed with or that we as the fans become obsessed with for that season. I can't do the... Th- I'm just saying I can't do the kneeling anymore, dude. Yeah, no more anthem talk. Please, no. From here forward. Also, Jalen Ramsey quickly becoming one of the best shit talkers in the NFL. Well, he's he, I think been, he was already there. I just never sassy. I just never saw it much. Like I didn't know enough about Jalen Ramsey like until last season. I'd really never been exposed to him. And uh I'm looking forward to seeing how he can make people hate him with his words. Well yeah. Defense is definitely gonna be He's fucking cold, man. That cool. That defense is Fuck. really fucking good. But now, like, without Alan Hearns went to Dallas. Allen Robinson went to Chicago. Yeah, they keep shedding so, receivers. Blake Bortles has like no receivers. Why are they? What's the deal with that? DD Westbrook's probably their one now. But why they let everybody else walk? They're just like we don't want to pay you or yeah, back to back combination. Of, I mean, they, they paid their entire D line a shit ton of money. Got to pay the D line, man. So they just kind of had to make compromises. It's interesting to me that we've seen the NFL take a turn towards you know how there's like for the most part most teams operate on like well okay Patriots are the ultimate example. 
we don't give a fuck who our running back is. We're just going to plug somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Teams have started to turn that direction with receivers a little bit more now where they're more willing to take chances on letting guys like Robinson walk or letting guys like Hearns walk and then ensuring that they lock in their defensive line. That's a better strategy. Yeah. Robinson's coming off a, a knee injury too, I think. Maybe ACL. Yeah. Uh, season ended last year. And then Hearns, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't come to terms with Hearns. I guess it was just too much money. And honestly, it might just be that he's not that good. I, I don't know. He was didn't, he was one of the best guys on the Jags. That doesn't mean he's a good receiver. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the times you get stuck judging guys on your team be, based against your team, and they would suck elsewhere. I just know my boy Bobby. Needs it, it, be In his best interest, it like having Hearns or Robinson or somebody – like you're gonna around. want receivers to throw the football to, to be Blake Bortles. You need receivers, but their Jackson, their defense is gonna be, nasty. and they're just gonna hand the ball to Leonard Fournette like forty times a game, which I also think might be a really good strategy. Yeah. Also, that's a great point. You don't need to time to spend a bunch box, of money, though. dude. Fournette's a, Fournette's a monster. He's good. He's a monster. We just have a few bootlegs from Bortles every game. So, I, who cares? Just get the ball out of his hands. Get it to get it to Fournette. Fournette uh, looks like AP. Do you think this is a possible spot for Dez? Why not? I don't care. This is probably what needs to happen for him to get a job. I am very confused. Like I realize, how is he not signed yet with anybody? I I I realize Dez didn't have a good season last year. I realize that, but come on, you you're telling me he's not better than all these shitty receivers on all these teams? You watch Hard Knocks. Week one is what, like a week, two weeks? Uh, Next, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. Des went into Cleveland Browns facility okay. uh, on Hard Knocks, okay. and he just acted like he was already signed with the team. It was really funny. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. He did. He, t- he was talking to Hugh Jackson. He was dapping everybody up and like just bullshit. He kind of acted he was... like he owned the place. He's, He's like, kind of a legend, though. Like when you're at Des, well, when status, you're Des Bryant, you're walking into you the, can the walk Cleveland around and do facility. You, you kind of are like you know big dick because it's you know Cleveland. Yeah, it's like walking into your old middle school and you're just like, yeah, I used to run this place, <laughs> except that. It's the Cleveland Browns, and no one runs it because it's terrible. Right. So you're just better than everyone there by default. That's how he feels. Also, it's De- dude, it's Des Bryant. De- come on. That's not like his legendary, you know, he's fucking all-time great receiver. He all gets time? That. He, dude. He's the Cowboys' leading, all-time leading receiver. He's an all-time great receiver. He's he, good. He's, he's uh, good. He's known all in every fucking locker room by every player. But he's also kind of like a locker room distraction. So he's a bit of a psycho. Yeah, I'd probably not a good like not good for Bortles' morale if he comes in and just starts berating him. All you have to do is ju- well, yeah, that's the problem is he yells at people on the sideline and shit. He like yells at his own team and players and shit, which is not good. No, seems to always be a Cowboys player that becomes that guy. I kind of like that guy on, on every team, dude. That guy's dude, that's that's a star receiver trait. Mentality. That only works if your team is good. They want the fucking ball. And if it you don't give it to them, they're going to like yell at you. Yeah, that's true. The only T. guy o. that can rightfully do that is T.O. Odell Beckham does it all the time. <laughs> Odell freaks out. Odell freaks out yeah. on the sideline, dude. They want the fucking ball. Why are they so dramatic, And if, and if your team loses, it's because they didn't, get, according to them, they didn't get the ball. Prima Donnas. Is A.B., though? Because I've never really seen Antonio Bryant like, go that's off. That's because they throw it to him like six, like 17 times a game. That's fair. Antonio Brown is not struggling to get the football, which that's where it becomes a weird thing. Is it's like, dude, maybe you're not getting the football because you're not getting fucking open. Whose fault is it? The, yeah, the, the that chicken. That was, was Des in 2017. Yes, and he was yelling at people, but it was his fucking fault, and that's where it gets weird. This might be a weird season for the Steelers. This might be where Brown actually does it because I think Roethlisberger is going to fall off. No, he's it, old, man. These guys just 
if he can just get the ball near Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown will still have whatever fifteen hundred yards receiving or whatever the fuck, even if they suck ass. Yeah, but dude, they're not going to suck. Roethlisberger doesn't have to do much. They have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. That's a fucking crazy and Juju. offense. And Juju, <laughs> Juju's a yeah, very I mean, popular guy. Yeah, he's got guy. plenty of weapons. I don't know how good Juju is, but he's, he's very good. popular. He's good. Okay, at, like at some point, these guys that we kind of grew up watching, are, they're just gonna fall off a fucking cliff. Oh, dude, it's already started to happen with me. Like Peyton was the first guy for me where I was, where I was like, man, I'm, I'm not as young as I once was, because I remember watching him as a, as on the Colts when he was a child, and now he's like on his deathbed, football wise. No, no, I think he's actually on his deathbed. He's actually dead, football wise yeah. now. But he, yeah. you know, that season felt like watching a guy that was dying. Attempting to play quarterback, just going through like a cancer treatment, like, like yes, like he's slowly. going through intense chemo and then coming out and throwing passes. It was like, it was so depressing, man. Uh, speaking of depressing, we got uh, some college football news. Obviously, the Urban Meyer news always seems to break when after we record. Okay, yeah, we we gotta talk. We gotta we gotta. It's very funny that we have had two opportunities to address the Urban Meyer situation, and literally right after we finish recording, both times it has made us look like total and complete idiots. Yes. Yeah. First time we said he was going to get fired. The second time we're like, you know what? Nothing's going to Nothing's happen. ever going to happen. But which was kind of right. This is a happy medium. It was this kind is of right. suspended as a coach is, that does nothing to your team. It's really funny because it gives that's everyone the opportunity to dig up comparable suspensions. Oh, dude, that's that's not a penalty. That's the worst. It's like when people are like, oh, the UNC players got four games for right. selling Jordans. Urban Meyer gets three games for supporting domestic abuse. It's like, all right, you're just we know you're just trying to clearly get into the RT game. You're just trying to get some retweets. Okay, okay. By suspending okay. Urban Meyer, there's, the university is saying, yeah, he fucked up in some way. Because if he didn't, if he was totally clear of everything, like, no, he's not, no punishment. Well, let's, let's get into how we fucked up. Uh, so they had a 23-page investigative report the school released late Wednesday after we recorded our podcast. Uh, and did not exactly paint Meyer or the athletic department in the best light. Uh, we already know the personal baggage of uh, wide receiver coach Smith at this point, uh, but he was also just objectively terrible at his job. He would regularly show up to practice late. He wouldn't show up for recruit visits uh, entirely, and he would run up the bill at strip clubs on the road. Wait, Meyer? No. Uh, oh, the other guy. Zach okay. Smith. Uh, dude, I was about to say, what? Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, AD Gene Smith appeared to not have done a background check that is required for all university employees <laughs> as he had not acknowledged or had any knowledge of Zach Smith's arrest in 2009. He apparently did this at Ohio or Iowa State, too, when he hired Dan McCarney, who was in the midst of a domestic abuse case back in the 90s. I, I find this to be funny because it's the way it is at a lot of jobs. Um, when you're hiring somebody that you know, why would you pay the money to run the fucking background check, right? These dudes don't pay to run the background check on fucking Urban Meyer's assistant coaches he's bringing in. They just trust that he's going to make the right move. And then when he doesn't, and something like this happens, it makes you look like an asshole. And he's just running up the bill at the strip club. Because <laughs> you didn't run the background check on the random fuckhead. There was also the report that Zach Smith was... Uh, getting packages of like sex toys and shit sent to his office, pornography and sex toys sent to his office inside of the stadium. Uh, personally, which I don't probably see much of a isn't illegal, that. but it's just so sleazy. And I, th- I think there was the, why the, the, f- the McMurphy report that he was sending like dick pics from the White House. Yeah, and then there was a, the the Mc, that same report said that he was 
He what? sent several dick pics from inside the White House. Like he took one in the bathroom, dude. That's and you could tight. see the towels hanging behind it that were embroidered with the White Sending House. Sending them to who? and his cock. Who cares, man? Uh, apparently, someone who was also a secretary for the Ohio State football team, dude, who he was okay. cheating on his wife with. What's this guy's name? Zach, Zach Smith. Smith. This is the coolest human being in sports. No, this no, no, this guy's fucking trash. No, this guy sucks. Do not say that, Roz. Run that back, please. Run that back. Okay, now I'm seeing domestic abuse stuff. Okay. Let me rephrase. If you take out the violence, if you take out the if you take out the violence, if you take out the violence, and you're strictly looking at walking into the White House and then being like, you know what, I gotta get a dick pic off while I'm here, going into the bathroom and firing off a dick pic, that's that's no, a pretty I, I agree. That's move. a great move by a terrible man. Yes. Okay. Fair we'll enough. I don't know anything about this dude for the record until right, like so literally today. It, but it, it, and I'll let you go here in a second. But it's like if you came up with a, a villain. Like a comic book villain for the worst, <laughs> sleaziest football coach in America. You couldn't do any. You couldn't come up with this. It would you be a combination say, of Zach Smith and maybe DJ Durkin. No one it's is amazing. stupid enough to take dick pics in the White House. Zach Smith is. It's respect. Great. Uh, respect to that move, but also, not respect to anything else. Also, in, in no way, shape, or form are we signing off on domestic violence. Really, anything mm. that Zach Smith has ever done, I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about him. That's just a good story about sending dick pics in the White House. So Urban's role in this. Uh, the investigation caught Urban asking his staff how to delete text messages older than a year on his university-owned phone after the Brett McMurphy report went live August 1st. So a uh, little shady activity there. Yeah, that's not a good look. Uh, Urban has also blamed medical uh, medication for mental lapses and forgetting things, which uh, he this lied the about at part Big of the Ten Media Day. Really? And things he said during the press conference, which was just abysmal, where he never really acknowledges Courtney Smith. That he gets asked how or if he like some type of apology to Courtney Smith. He, didn't and do, he, he did says, not do a good job with that. He did not handle it well at all. I think it was something about like I, I want to apologize to everybody that the situation is happening. I don't know if that's word for word, but he, it, it, did, it didn't to that. sound good. He to didn't. blame memory loss on medication you're taking back in the day is, especially he as is a, so just full of shit. He's uh, a fucking scumbag. Especially as a guy who's like a football genius, he's a scumbag. He's not just gonna forget these things. He's a liar. Yeah, he's right. a complete for, liar. For those who are in the dark, uh, what is Urban Meyer being accused of covering up? Domestic abuse by one of his assistant coaches, right? Isn't that the yes. situation? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Have knowledge. I just want. Really I just want to be clear about, about that. Nobody is accusing Urban Meyer of domestic abuse. No. So he's he's being accused of covering for one of his for his Zach Smith's guy. wife. Well, I guess maybe now ex-wife. I'm not sure. Sure. Ex-wife. Either way. Like, texted Urban Meyer's wife, who works for the university, and so like everyone was aware of the situation. That something happened. That something happened. Uh. It, he was fired eventually, but it, it took a while. So he didn't was, handle it the way he should have, and people are upset about that. No, but there is no concrete evidence that he deliberately violated Title IX, which is why Ohio State believes their actions in uh, this only warranted a three-game suspension of Urban. Yeah, if you're going by the book, he didn't really do anything wrong. But if you're looking at it from just like a moral perspective. Right and wrong. Like, and there's a lot of sleazy okay. things that are you kind of just put two and two together. It's like, oh, he deleted all these text messages? Like, I wonder why. Sure, yeah. Plus, I mean, his his like Tom track Brady record. destroying his cell phone after yeah, the whole yeah. Flategate thing. Well, his track record too is kind of it's not the greatest. Look. I just like it's, it's a weird spot because like if do, do do you sign 
an agreement when you become the head coach that you'll never delete your text messages? Like, what, you can't just delete fucking text messages? No, I mean, but he it's runs a university-owned phone. phone, and That's as soon weird. as the report came out, okay. he's like, he was asking people, hey, how do I delete these text messages? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, because obviously, like, if it's a privately-owned phone, they then can't you can get do whatever that. You want. They can't get it, but if it's the universities, they can, they can ask for it for the report. Yeah, by the way, if you work for a school and you plan on doing dumb shit, Get another phone, idiot. Get a burner. What's wrong with you? If you're going to fire off cock shots from the White House... Well, that's Zach Smith. This, I know. Do not get them confused. I'm not. But get a burner. It's, it's simple. So Urban, uh, the stipulations of his suspension is he just has to miss the games. He can return to practice September 3rd, business as usual. Wait. And he can actually coach during practice. Leading up to the suspension? Uh, starting September 3rd. During the suspension. During suspension. So he just can't coach games. He just can't be on the sideline, basically. Yeah. So offense uh, coordinator Ryan idiotic. Day will be acting game day coach for the Oregon State, Rutgers, and TCU games. This isn't, this isn't a, a penalty. No, not really. Okay, I have a question. Is Urban allowed to wear an earpiece at home and communicate with someone else on the sideline who talks for him? He'll no. probably try. Can they stop him from doing that if he attempts to? And I'm wondering uh, if like uh, somebody sure. has to sit in Urban's sure house illegal. and watch him to make sure he's not using a walkie-talkie or whatever to like communicate. He just comes, no shows idea. up on the sidelines in like the mustache and glasses, yeah. <laughs> the big nose. Uh, well, I hope uh, I hope uh, that they're making. Would all we the be right surprised choices. if he just like sat in the first row and Ohio State comped him a ticket, and he literally sat on the first row and stood next to the coach and told him what to do? Like I feel like Ohio State would be like, well, technically he wasn't he wasn't on, on the, the sidelines, so this this is okay. This is such scum. This is such trash. The the part we talked about uh, how he put out he gave a press conference and and didn't mention totally blew it totally blew it didn't mention any remorse towards uh, the woman involved which was bad enough but then he did follow up like two or three days later with a iPhone notes like thing apologizing it was an Instagram for it. post and he I called think. it he didn't call it domestic violence he called it relationship violence which is just weird like the whole thing is so fucked up and tone deaf. And Urban Meyer is just such a fuck. The, the worst part is, if he got fired, you know that ESPN would hire him back. We'd see him on TV tomorrow. Like he would be a just like yeah. just like when well, he was too busy to be with his family. I mean, he ended up <laughs> I was being say, on ESPN like guy, twenty hours a day. The same guy that left Florida because he was having health problems and because he wanted to spend more time with his family ends up taking a job where he's on the road constantly at ESPN. Yes, and he wasn't like oh he 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 didn't have like the Mac Brown job where he just shows up in New York on Saturdays and like hey I'm no, Mac Brown. No, he's commentating on games. No, he was going to he was doing the Thursday games. Then he was going to game day. Like he was on the road all the time. That's awesome. And what I love about apparently that, hated by all at ESPN, and uh, but I'm sure they'd welcome back. No one will ever believe you again for the rest of your career if you leave a job for health reasons and to spend more time with your family. And within a year, you've taken a job that causes you to be on the road the whole time, making bank. No one will ever believe anything you ever say ever again. That's not like a one-time lapse. That's pretty indicative of you as a human being. Like that's that's forever. Nah, man, it's medication. No, nobody nobody cares about your medication. Nobody that's a not a good excuse. I'm on all kinds of meds, man. I'm not fucking covering up for people beating their wives or sending cock shots from the White House, although I might try that. I mean, if you're given the opportunity to go to the White House, I think you have to fire off one. Yeah. The other question is how many teams, how many douchebags in uh sports 
are going to go to the White House for championships and send cock shots. Like this uh, is everyone this, needs to be like a hundred copycats. This is a tradition this. now. This is Amer- This is an American. There's tradition. not going to be a single American team that goes to the White House that doesn't send at least one cock shot. If you go, if we are announcing this now, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, whatever. If you win a championship and you are afforded the right to go to the White House as a result, you have to take a dick pic in the bathroom and fire it off with a fucking geotag on it. Thank you. That's all we ask. What else, Dan? Yeah, well, we got a uh, a new message from our good friends, our, our new friends at Harry's. Brand spanking new friends. Brand new friends. Have you gotten your Harry's stuff in yet? No, yeah. sir. Yeah, I have. Oh, my God. It's incredible. I did. Man, I'm, I'm excited about it. That's why I'm very yeah. excited, as especially with a man who tries to keep a, a well-kept beard. It'll show up, dude. Just It'll chill. get to you, Ross. All It'll right. get to you. Don't worry. I'm kind of upset right now, but all right. And when it does, oh my god. I'm psyched. I'm very familiar with Harry's and I love their shit. It's it's uh They have this uh aftershave mist. Oh, daddy like it, it's just a refreshing, just cool mist on your face and it smells it's I want to drink it. It smells so fucking just a good. Yeah. I do a few sprays. You do a few. So yeah, in case you're not familiar with Harry's, it is a um, men's grooming company. Yeah, special, specializes in razors. Uh, they were it was a the founders of Harry's were fed up with overpaying for ex- expensive razors with unnecessary features. They knew a great shave comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. Fuck yeah! That's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over ninety five years. They hit you with the five blades on that razor too. Beep 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 beep. Five ra- five blades. Imagine that. Mm, that's hot. By selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brand. Just $2 per blade compared to $4 or more. Not, I mean, you go to a grocery store, you go to any type of CVS or something. They're you're so paying, expensive. You're paying like 16 bucks for a pack of four razors. You're getting ripped and you have to stand up, which is weak. Fuck that. Use the internet. Harry's.com slash BDC. Yeah, they have a quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a full refund. In full. All of the money. Back. Right now, you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need uh, for a close, comfortable shave. Uh, You get the weighted handle, the five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lather shave gel, and the travel blade cover. Now, let me explain something to you. If you are like, I don't know, 18, 20... Uh, and you're at the stage in your life where you've never had a really good shave before, which is fine. Uh, we've all been in that stage at some point. This is what you need to go with. To get the $13 trial that f- for going through harrys.com slash BDC because you're going to get all of these things. These are You need to use all of them together to get the shave that's going to make you feel like a new man. Yeah, so go to harrys.com slash BDC to redeem your offer. Do it today. And now we're going to what I think is the best story of the week. Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly has uh, created hypothetical situations in practice that would never happen in a game to get Notre Dame ready for quote-unquote chaos. What? I love chaos. For for example, Kelly would give his offense a fourth-and-goal scenario in practice from, say, like the three-yard line. And then he would throw them for a loop when he tossed the center a soccer ball and say, score with it. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. Man, that's clever. I that can't Brian. stand this guy. I can't stand him. So he, he's essentially just 
He buys into Murphy's Law. Whatever can happen will happen. This, well, I'm pretty sure this will not happen. This is an example of just straight-up laziness. This is a coach that's got nothing left in the tank that says, you know what, you know what? I'm going to throw a soccer ball out there and everybody will think it's so cool. He's Very done funny. similar scenarios throughout camp, taking guys out, playing down a man, blowing air horns, and using helicopter propellers to cause chaos and have his guys find a way to get it done. They just... That's why a helicopter over the play, over the field. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> On the field, or like I, un- next to the I understand field. the concept, but the second you tell me he's give, throwing a soccer ball out there instead of a football, you're do- you're the, the concept's broken. This isn't this isn't getting anybody ready for anything. You're just an idiot. Kelly said, "We're trying to create an environment of distraction. I want them out of their comfort zone. As coaches, we practice, 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 practice. Everything's scripted. Five minutes for this. Five minutes for that." Then you go to the game, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, yes, that is a point that a million coaches have made over the million years of coaching different things ever since fucking cavemen were back kicking rocks or whatever. It doesn't mean you make it as cheesy and worthless. Nothing. No one is gaining anything by you throwing a soccer ball and, and they're having to play with that instead of a football. And usually when you're a man down, you're probably calling a timeout. Yes, that's not a situation where you would just run the play. Fuck, we got 10 guys out there. Fuck it. Quarterback's not there. Nah, it. We're just going to have to figure it out because chaos. You've got to find a way, Ross. Find a way. Football uh, finds a way. Yeah, I'm out on Notre Dame this year. Brian Kelly's such a dickhead. I've been out on Brian Kelly for a long time. I just It's because really, that kid died at pra- during practice. That's a big fucking part of it. But there's no, there's just no <laughs> redeemable... That's he's, good, just, he's just one of these red-faced coaches who yes. yells about every single fucking thing and loses his mind. Guys that are stereotypical coaches like this like they, that are almost a caricature of a coach are the worst yeah, I can't stand I agree him. he's really annoying yeah probably a bad lover if I had to guess he, he has never given anyone an orgasm before. no no zero orgasms Abs- absolutely given. miserable wife Please tell me his wife's alive and doesn't have cancer. Anytime I try to make a joke this week, it's like somebody, it turns out... Let's do the research. ...committed sexual assault or something, and next thing I know, I'm getting yelled at on Twitter Brian again. Kelly, wife. Please, God, be alive. I don't uh, even know how you say her name. Pecky? Pecky Kelly? Yeah, she's sounds like she's kicking it. Pequoy? Brian Kelly. She, uh, she is exactly how you think Brian Kelly's wife looks Does like. Does she look sexually deprived? Oh, man, I don't want to comment on this yeah, anymore. We should, yeah, we should I wish we could run away from there. I will my just microphone. say that that's exactly what you think Brian Kelly's married to. Uh, She's beat. Yeah. I'll yeah, say it. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, now we have news out of South Carolina, which is replacing their entire 90,000-square-foot Bermuda grass football field less than a week before the season opener against Coastal Carolina after Williams Bryce Stadium hosted a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert last week. What? How are you not more prepared for shit like this? They like just put like a giant stage in the middle of the field and they had like, I don't know, a shit ton of people kill stomping the, on the field the and kill the grass. Dude, yeah. it's pretty easy. How does that happen? Here's what you do. You go, oh man, when's football season? Okay, here's the date. You know what we shouldn't do is have a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert the week before. I don't know how that's complicated. There just must be other venues around the area that could accommodate something I mean, like that. Or just flip them. Or have it the week late. I don't know. Just This is idiots. In South Carolina? I don't know. I don't know if there's that many venues around there Question. that are big enough to hold a Jay-Z and Beyonce Probably concert. not. But what happens with the 90,000 square foot of beautiful Bermuda grass that I assume has been slightly tainted and is no longer fit for televised football, but I need that shit. My yard is fucked. They rip that shit out and they put more grass in. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, where's the old it. grass girl? go to bring me that shit 
You if want, you work in South Carolina, brown grass. I don't need ninety thousand square feet of it. I need like parts of it are good. You're saying. Surely this is usable grass. Yeah, I'm working with dirt in my front yard. Give me some of this Bermuda. I don't care what school it comes from. If Are you getting to the point in your life where you really care about your lawn? I'm, I'm like two weeks away, or a few weeks. Man, Maybe I've never a, been a big lawn guy. I don't know. I, why. I haven't either. But I'm, this is what I'm going to do just next. Don't care. I'm going to be a lawn guy next. In a month and a half, when it's not so hot that it doesn't matter, I'm going to try to make this lawn live for like six months until it gets so hot that it all dies again. You know those guys who take pride in mowing their lawn because it's like a, a okay, domicile, I'm, like alpha I'm not, thing? I'm not that guy. It's I've never been that guy. I'm not that, that was guy. actually the one chore I didn't mind. Oh, I hated up. it. Cutting uh, grass. Now, just I, put, putting your headphones in and just kind of like. I wouldn't, I don't mind the, it's not the worst. I really don't. It's not that. I'm just not. Everybody knows lawn guy who's like, that's what they're all about. And it's like, if your lawn sucks, they're judging the fuck out of you. Like, you're not a man. You don't even take care of your lawn. Middle-aged guy. No, well, that's fine to be middle-aged guy who thinks like that. If you're our age or closer to our, like somewhere between 18 and 35. And it's you, over. And you believe that you should be that way about your lawn. You're like, just a prick. If, you're, if you're, you're just faking it. If you're there you're at this point, it's like your life's over. You're full of it's shit. done. And you fucking suck. You, you probably suck. Sorry. And a lot of you listening are probably like, dude, fuck you. I'm a, I take a lot of pride in my lawn. You know who you are. If you're lawn guy, you need to you need to look yourself in the mirror and, and adjust. Make and an adjustment one time. And keep that shit to yourself if you are a lawn guy. Make an don't, adjustment. Don't project it onto others. That's the adjustment. Talking to you, landscaper. Shut your fucking face hole. We get it. You've got beautiful, fresh cut grass every day. Find a new job, landscaper. Mine is, is a dusty shithole. You just you leave me alone. Quit shaming us, landscaper. <laughs> also, help me. Give me DM yeah, me advice on how to make my lawn good. It's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on just to see how it holds up this week because then week two, Georgia comes into South Carolina. Nothing like a good football game where nobody shuts the fuck up about how the players can't keep their footing because they replaced the 90,000-square-foot Bermuda grass football field less Chunks than Chunks just before. keep coming up and have to keep switching like cleats. For those of you who are Houston Every Texans series. fans, you're very familiar with this issue as Reliant was uh, widely known as the worst gra- grass in the league for a very, very long time, for several years. Might still be, I don't know. I think they replaced it finally. They were like, fuck this, we're using turf. What was the problem? The grass kept coming up. You know how running backs can't keep their footing? You'd see Arian Foster just fall down over and over and over. Well, that was partially because it was his running style, but it was partially because the fucking grass wasn't attached to the ground. It became a serious problem. People were hurting their ankles and shit. Yeah, dudes kept tearing up knees. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney. Was it Wes Welker or something? Uh, a lot of people. The, there like were like the two years in a row where guys got hurt Yeah, the last bad. game of the year right before the playoffs and just tore up their knees. It's brutal. Anyway, we're, we moved past that. Yeah, so we had four games this weekend. Week zero. I kind of like that name. People are calling it Week Zero. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, just a little sneaky shout-out to Cole McDonald, the quarterback for Hawaii. He threw for 418 yards, three touchdowns, ran for 96 yards, and scored another two touchdowns on the ground in a 43-34 win against Colorado That's State. That's a ball game. That's a football triple-double. Yeah. Hawaii is either much more decent than people were expecting, or this is going to be a very, very rough year for Colorado State. It's hard to say. Maybe somewhere in between. Well, it's just week zero. Let's all let's slow down. Yeah, also, slow roll. Uh, week no, no, zero. It's not like Dylan. Colorado State's a powerhouse. Now, now, Dylan, let's draw elaborate conclusions from these week zero. It games. was at Colorado State, and they they do open up as a seven and a half point underdog to Colorado next week. Colorado State. 
Yeah. I think it's in that game, Zach Calder said. How are you going to say open too. up when it's their second game? Because it's week one. I'm saying it opened up as like the line. Oh, the line, the line opened, opened up. up. Who, yeah. Whoever, I just want to say to the defense of Colorado State, life's, life will go on. You'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Maybe. Those dudes are having a shitty week, man. They just got They're run a shit they week. got destroyed this weekend. Absolutely and wrecked by one guy. And so did Jaybon, who went 0 and 1 in his lock of the week. Yeah. Which I've or ha- at least he's half. Cole McDonald. Heisman watch. Cole, Cole McDonald. McDonald. <laughs> Number one on the Heisman Currently, watch, I, I believe. Be. Yeah. Has to be. Gotta be. Yeah, Jaybone uh took New Mexico State last week against Wyoming. Lost badly. That was a big, 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 big bid. Said they would win outright. Dude, we get to watch college football all day on Saturday. Holy shit. Dude. Yes. It's That's fucking, fucking exciting. We made it, dude. It's over. Uh, I, just, I just hyped myself five up. Five more days. UCF opens on Thursday. Yeah, like I said, Saturday, we get to watch football all day. <laughs> you you wake up and you turn on the TV. All day. And then at the end of the day, you turn off the TV and you go to sleep and that's it. And there's that West Coast game that ends at like, you know, one thirty in the morning. Yes. Yeah. The fucking Fuck yeah. Pac-12 just, after dark. Love that shit. Just so high at the end of the day that I can barely see the TV, but I'm still betting on that 1 a.m. game. You're just throwing two units on like <laughs> that's San Diego what, State. That's what I live for. Yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But yes, Jared lost. And yes, somehow I followed him without even meaning to. So I lost as well. Nice. Bummer. Uh, we got some notable QB ones named this week. This is it's Monday, week before week one, oh. so everyone's got to name their starting quarterback. Fuck yeah! We got DeAndre uh, DeAndre Francois for Florida State. A little bit of a not you weren't, we weren't sure if Blackman was going to be the starter, but uh, Francois. Can I just say real quick? I'm impressed that you pronounce Francois correctly, Dan. That seems yeah, like DeAndre a name. Francois. Well, he he did start for Florida State before, so I, I'm familiar with okay. him. Okay, you talking about DeAndre Francois? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Uh, Kelly Bryant gets the nod at Clemson. Not really a surprise. They host Furman. Uh, JT Daniels, the freshman at USC, will start against UNLV. Kelly Mon uh, will get the start for Texas A&M against Northwestern State. Felipe Franks at Florida. Uh, Adrian Martinez is the first true freshman quarterback to ever start for Nebraska. Uh, really? Yeah. So he's a dual-threat quarterback. Scott Frost likes him some uh some freshman quarterbacks i'll say i'm still rooting for your boy scott just based off of like as much as we got to see from him last year i think i, I actually like the dude which is pretty rare with college football coaches i usually don't like them i am not looking forward to seeing him have success at nebraska though it's been like 15 years since i had to hear a nebraska fan talk uh, I feel when like nebraska is good they get very cocky man these people it's not their very obnoxious. It's the fucking region. There's nothing else to do. In Fair. any region where there's nothing else to do, if you have a hot team, particularly football, you're just a pain in the ass to the rest of us. I don't think Nebraska will return to national prominence again in our lifetime. Not this year. If they do. They I think Scott Frost turns it around. They're if, gonna be they're gonna be good in two or three mostly years. Mostly because it's it's Nebraska and no one wants to go play football there. That's my concern, Dylan, is that we get to a back to a Nebraska mattering spot, and everybody remembers what that was like. I can still remember well, seeing Nebraska on the cover of like NCAA whatever year. That was the it. idea of Scott Frost going to UCF was like establishing a pipeline in Florida and having that talent come to Nebraska, which is going to be hard. It's going to be a hard sell. They they strategically did that. I mean, the idea of Scott Frost taking a Florida Fuck job, that, dude. There's no way. why because because Scott Frost went to Nebraska. Yeah, that is alma mater. Yeah, I mean he always oh, come on, they always man. planned on him eventually coming you, coming home. You, He's coming you're, home. You're a conspiracy theorist. Do you think he was a Russian? Uh, no one has that kind of the foresight to no. pull off a move like that. Or it's either that or no. The I'm saying Scott, for Nebraska go to genius. Florida. I'm saying, I'm saying Scott years. Frost. 
Scott Frost <laughs> took the Orlando job, the UCF job, because he's like, A, it's a good job, and B, in case I go somewhere else, I'll have an established pipeline in the state of Florida. I think that, that goes into it. That motherfucker is not stealing recruits from Florida to go to Nebraska, dude. Yeah, it's too far, to and it's Nebraska. Leave the, the, the crisp beaches and ocean water for the corn and the... <laughs> the cows. What do you leave the say? hot? The hot. Hey man, we had some guys transfer from UCF chicks. to Nebraska solely to follow them. Name a city in Nebraska. One Lincoln, Omaha. Two Omaha. Okay, that's pretty good. I got. <laughs> is there a third? I think city? there are only two. That's, that turns out those are the only two cities that exist in Nebraska. It's the center of the country, though. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I just I'm worried about that. Nebraska scares yeah. me a little bit. No worries. It's true. Um, right. Then we got Nick Fitzgerald at Mississippi State is suspended for the season opener against Stephen F. Austin for violating team rules back in March. Is this always smoking weed? It has to be, right? It, here's, here's here, Let me say something to you universities. If your player didn't smoke weed, don't just put for violating team rules because we all assume they smoke weed. Unless what they did is worse than smoking weed, in which case you're good. Always put team rules if it's worse than smoking weed. Yes. Yeah. Because this is just, that dude smoked weed to me. That's all that says. Directly translates. And then for the rest of the news we have in the football world, we have two guys to add as early clubhouse leaders for the all-name team. Yes. We got Michigan Tech quarterback Steel Fortress. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> it, that's that's like, an all-time name. Okay, but like legal born? Born legal name, Steel S Fortress. The way steel is spelled, it's. I mean, it's not like traditional metal. No, steel, they took so. the traditional metal. You would think. And what they did is they tacked an e on the end there. Man, that's that's a name. Would right be there. a much tighter name if he was not a quarterback, right? The it, motherfucker's name is Steel with an e on the yeah, end. Yeah, if he was a, a middle linebacker, it'd probably be better. That would Dude, be great. He has to be a, def like a defensive player. I gotta say, I kind of respect the parents who make their kids' name like such a joke that it consumes their lives. Like this. is... For your whole life, man. People are going to make fun well, of you. How about the next one? Yeah, the next one we have a San Antonio high school quarterback prospect whose legal name is General Booty. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's pretty tight. And you get to put Booty on the jersey. Who's not buying that jersey? He has to get to the league. I need this jersey. Well, I mean, shouts if, to... If uh, he ends up sucking, I'm going to be really disappointed. Shouts to former USC quarterback uh, John David Booty. Booty's a good last name, dude. That's, I respect that. Yeah, but General Booty. General. Yeah. To name your kid General, you're like, all right. That's well, strong. This There's is a couple be ways a to take that, kid. too. It's like General Booty, like like I am the general of the booty, like a military general. I'm in charge of the booty. There's also uh, General, like, you know, just generic everybody. Your everyday booty. It's just your everyday General Booty. It's just General Booty. Nothing special about this booty. It's just General. It's just General Booty. <laughs> not good, not bad. Just general. See, I see it as more of like he's in high command of the booty. And, yeah, I know. But the thing is, like, we're talking about like a 16-year-old child here in San Antonio High School. And because his parents named him General Booty, he's getting talked about on obscure sports podcasts. He's getting recognition. <laughs> I, think he's, gonna I think he's a legit prospect, yeah. though, <laughs> which, is, which is great news. Dude, maybe he'll go to state. I can't wait. Probably to <laughs> <laughs> give us something to cheer for down there. I can't wait till General Booty has all the hats lined up in front of him. Yes, <laughs> ESPN. I need to see that. Oh God, uh, that's a good name. Hopefully yeah. he's you know like a good looking dude and it fits him well. He's just fucking. He's not just some, he's not some grotesque, just some ugly, busted square, some horrid excuse for a man. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we'll be going through games. Uh, we'll break down all the games and make our picks Thursday and. Uh, you know what site we use, Ross? 
my to bookie. get our lines. It's my, my bookie is back. .ag. Mybookie.ag. Uh, you know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice, and it's usually what team to bet on and where you guys bet. And Dude, my answer is always my bookie. Please stop DMing us, asking us where you can bet. We're telling you right now, mybookie.ag. Okay, it's it's very fucking simple, and you use the code backdoor just for being a listener on Backdoor Podcast. What do you get? You get double your deposit, I believe. That's fucking ridiculous. They match your deposit dollar for dollar. So if you put in a hundred bucks, they're gonna match it and give you another hundred bucks. All you have to do is type in backdoor one word B A C K D O O R on mybookie.ag. Use the promo code. It's free money. And then every week, like Dan said, on Thursdays we're gonna discuss our picks for the week. You can play with us, plug them in on mybookie.ag, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll all try to get rich this football season. It'll yeah, be fun. That's what we're going to do. They have in-game, live betting, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Cheer. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score. Now this is a problem for your boy. That's a that's, huge problem. That's so fascinating to me. <laughs> that you can now gamble on the fantasy football side of... Are we going PPR Sports here? Or like That's what I'm saying. I'm 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 completely in on this, and uh, as if I needed more ways to bet. But yeah, that's a cool new element that they've added: gambling on fantasy points and so yeah, such. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code promo code backdoor, and uh, you play, you win, you and get, we'll paid. get paid. Yeah. We're all gonna get paid together. Let's do it. Yep. Some NBA news today. Yeah. Dylan and Micah's boy, Manu. He retires. Yeah. I will uh, give you all the floor. I, I don't I don't have nothing to say really other than it yeah, it's yeah, it probably needed to happen. The Spurs I don't he, how much did he contribute really? I'll say this. Manu for his age still very good. The the <laughs> like, guy the was, guy had a fucking career yeah, too. Yeah, it way. was it was more like I don't I know he's not gonna really matter. Retiring now for this season, but like just his like general thing. career. Like yeah, that's how do you guys feel about. I, it? I don't that's, miss players because of that. That's that's. I've never been like the sentimental fan. Wow. That's, yeah, I don't really care. That's fucking weird. Cold hearted over here. I, I'm all Psycho. about what can you do for me right now. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. Okay. That's all I really care about. Well, I'll do it for you then. Manu, obviously one of the most respected Spurs of all time, um, not just within their fan base but league wide, and I have never wanted to light someone on fire more than when Manu blocked Harden's shot two years he ago. He space jammed from now, Harden. That was when Manu was already in, hey, this guy should retire. Age. Right. That was recent. <laughs> that was two seasons ago when people were like, what the fuck is he still doing out there? And he came up with a series winning block to answer that question. He, But seriously, watching him the last couple of years when I was like, what is he doing? Really? Why wouldn't you hang it up? They have no shot at a title. All his buddies are falling left and right. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. He would come out and do shit that I was amazed by. Like a 37-year-old or however old he was recently. How old is he now? He's 57. He's 64. Uh, He was coming out and doing shit. He actually died. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be able to do at 25, 30. Most people never can in their whole lives, and he was able to do it. Oh, the dude balled. I mean, he balled. Also a really agitating player for opposing teams. Also, he literally balled. Like, balled. He was was balled than a motherfucker. And... Manu never caused shit with anybody. He never got in trouble off the court, to my knowledge. He swatted the shit out of a bat. He fucking... That was hilarious. A pretty much an ideal career. Did he kill that bat? I or he think just knock so. it out? It, I'm pretty sure it didn't make it. But 
Manu will be in the Hall of Fame, I would have to think, unless uh, it's pretty easy some... in the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, and uh, he should. Manu be... is absolutely, well, absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's not, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's it's the... a pro basketball. Pro basketball. Whatever. Yeah. He also. He was the MVP of the Euro League before he came over. He played 16 NBA seasons. He won a gold medal with Argentina as the best player on that team. They beat the United States. Beating the United States. Well, in we 2004. Were, we were in our down years. But yeah, sure. I mean, with like 12 all stars and an, an Argentina team with Manu well, is had, clearly the best player. They had a real team. He though. he won four championships. Manu is absolutely 100% a, hall, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I love him more than any player in the history of the league. He was also like one of the greatest sneaky dunkers. He only had yes. one dunk. Was he like but six it, seven? He would he would stuff on it's you so tall. hard. It's weird. He has you know who it was a big sweeping thing. Like he, you know who has the style of dunking that that Manu always utilized is James Harden. Yes, he's got one dunk. That's it. Yeah, but yeah. When like he, does, he gets he the ball in the you. half court yeah. and he takes two dribbles and he just goes from. And they're both left handed. And he stuffs on you, and you don't expect it no. because Harden is is athletic and he's long. Not, he's and, not a jumper, but like Manu would come across and just stuff it in your face. And I love him. I love him he's, so much. He's your favorite spur over Tim Duncan. Yes, he was my favorite spur to watch play. Okay, he was always exciting. He was great defensively. He was always like maximum effort. He was also sort of like this crazy wild card when he first started. He yeah, made yeah. all these wild turnovers. Well, that, that's Popovich, what made him. Oh, he was a turnover machine his whole career. That's what made. But him he so really wasn't. It, he it was. just seemed that way. Popovich, his, and you know what? I was people never gonna, comfortable when he was dribbling up the, up yes, the court. Yes, he never. made it exciting all the time. The other thing is, people are going to come from my neck for this. If you look at the basketball reference page, he's basically Kobe Bryant if you go per 36 minutes. Wow. Boom. Especially wow. If, you take, <laughs> if you take his best 10 years and you take Kobe's best 10 years, they're pretty much the exact same player oh, on 36. Oh They're going to come God. after you. Just look at the PERs, my friend. Just oh do my it. Oh, God. I love, I love the... I love <laughs> and and take... Manu, Manu spent the last six years of his career you know, being, a, being a, <sighs> a selfless player. But if you take his 10 best years, they stack up very favorably against Kobe on a per 36-minute basis. Now, because Kobe played 45 minutes every game, and Manu played less than 30 for most of his career. The thing I will agree but with you on, nobody, very agrees efficient. on nobody agrees Manu Ginobili should be compared to Kobe Bryant even on a statistical level. But the, the great thing about Manu from an outside looking in perspective was how he forced Popovich to accept him. And it was because he didn't play in Popovich's style at all. And he was a psycho, and he was doing shit he wasn't supposed to be doing constantly and turning the ball over, and Popovich was constantly freaking out at him and screaming at him. But he had to play the guy because the guy was so fucking good. That's what my favorite thing was about Manu, and it's... It's yeah no it sucks ass getting old and seeing these dudes like this that you pl watch play for what did you say sixteen fucking years? sixteen years all for the same team big three but props now to all him gone. yeah the, I, the big three already said they want to bring him on next year of course oh yeah which yeah. we'll I'm get about the to big buy three, a ticket meaning Parker oh. Duncan Ginobili. oh that too yeah. yeah they can't afford to get Manu Ginobili to come play in that league uh, Manu made one hundred twenty three million dollars in his NBA career. Uh, which is pretty good, or one twenty-seven million. It's more money. Kobe than made three hundred twenty-eight million. I'd much rather have Manu. Do you think in Argentina, Boom. Manu's more respected than Messi because he won a gold medal? He no. should be absolutely because he plays a real sport instead not. of a fucking no, trash dude. game. They probably don't even know who he is. Oh, they do. I, I'm kidding. They know who he is, but I'm just. There's no. They way. have those tight uniforms that look like the soccer uniforms. Dude, I'm telling you, like their basketball jerseys are. Yeah, cool. real in tight. Argentina, Messi's like, yeah, he's respected as like the the world's best or whatever, but he's not like 
he's not the dude it's, the, it's the prodigal son like it's a different i also deal, love though, that, soccer versus that manu like was for like the first eight years of his career people were like oh yeah he's got that euro game he's european right no he's from south america, south america. he just <laughs> played in europe before he came over here <laughs> he like basically invented the euro step yes and it's funny because if you watch my dad still thinks he's a european softy if you watch the uh that's how my dad talks about these guys too if my if you watch the style of play five six years ago even versus today manu so heavily influenced so many different dudes in the league it's fucking crazy like my my favorite player is so probably the most heavily influenced player in the league by manu uh on the offensive side of the ball so i have a lot of respect for the dude demon harden yeah oh yeah no it's fucking weird you can go watch these youtube highlights where he basically it's like he's been watching manu footage and that's what he bases game around charles barkley told uh the new york times today my manu retired it's like losing a family member it was an honor and pleasure to watch you play see you soon in the hall of fame thank you chuck i don't know if we're ever gonna standing in the hall of fame surely we'll get (laughs) we gotta get one more surely we'll get some more because that's too good to not have on uh inside the nba but anyway, yeah. Props to Manu on a career well, uh, well played. Yeah, we got some golf news. Tiger Phil is set for Thanksgiving weekend, going head to head with a huge college football slate. Rumors are uh, going on right now that it's going to be on pay per view, and it's going to be uh, a reported price is twenty four ninety nine. This is so fucking genius. As Darren Ravel points out, though, that is not an official set price. Thank you, Darren. Uh, my question is this. Is this going to happen? This feels like one of those things that gets built up for us and then ripped out from under us before it actually goes through. Is it going to happen for us? Yeah, it's happen. happening, yeah. Okay. Dude, Tiger's done this before. I don't know if the price pool is this big, but he had a thing with Sergio way back in his prime. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He went yeah, head-to-head. Yeah. And it, I think it may have been even under the lights, like at night. It was crazy. Huh. And it was hyped up, and it, it under-delivered. Here's the thing. How much are you actually paying for this? What's the most you'd pay I'm not for paying, this? I'm not paying for this. Look, I'll, oh, man, this is tough because... I don't know if you can, even me, and I'm not college football guy, I don't know if you can get me to watch this over college football. There's so many good games Thanksgiving weekend. It's like rivalry week. It's a strange move to go up against a lot of football. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'd pay 25 bucks. It's not that I wouldn't pay 25 bucks. I just don't know if I want to pay 25 bucks when there's so many other good free options on the TV and then I'm getting yelled at by my wife. Uh, when the cable bill comes explain to me why this is more enticing to watch than you know a major sun on a sunday now that's where they're for people like me on the surface you're like okay cool it's tiger versus phil and you're removing all the bullshit all these other fucks that you don't even care about that you don't want to watch but that's not really how golf works phil's not even playing great golf it's to your point it is absolutely no different than these two being in a tournament here's the thing you know what would make this interesting? And it's less golf to watch. It's just two fucking guys. Significantly Get less. rid of the $10 million prize or whatever. You need to make this a loser-goes-home match. The guy that loses, loses his tour card. That would be uh, epic. But Pack never, your bags, wh- Phil. Dude, why, why is the, 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 the money, that, what they're betting, why is that a big deal to me? These guys are both... Ten million dollars doesn't mean shit to either of them. I think it's not. not it's nine million, isn't it? It doesn't. It's, it's in the million. It doesn't matter. Okay. Who gives a fuck? Now, that's... And much, I'm a, look, and I'm a huge golf guy. This doesn't do much. How much me. money is Tiger paying in alimony? That doesn't matter. Dan, he has hundred, more money than he could ever go through million, in his life. He'll, he'll never, Ten million dollars yeah. does not mean anything to Tiger Woods. No, I would guess that if I had to make a comparison, everything is uh, relative. 
it would probably be like you and I betting 50 bucks on a random game of something, which right. is not, a, it's, it's a game that we a, play every day. Either anyway, way, it could be enough money for some people to watch, but most people are going to realize $9 million is not shit for these dudes. And what are the odds? They're actually forking over 9 million to each other. It's probably covered by sponsors or something. It's covered by that 2499 we're fucking paying. Probably that. <laughs> um, but, but in all seriousness, yes, they could have found a way to make this much more must see TV. You make it thirty million, the whole fucking world is watching this. Why wouldn't you just do that? You're gonna make the money back through the fucking views anyway. They gotta play somewhere exotic. Hell, make it fifty million. Go play in Dubai or some shit. Who the fuck doesn't pay twenty four bucks to watch that? I'm gonna play on shit. like Mount Kilimanjaro. Just put a Corsair or something. They should have gone somewhere where you can do some illegal shit like Oh, open water. Get him on a boat. Yeah, something where you can like murder a small child if you get a bogey or something. There needs to be more severe punishments. International waters. I just want to see no somebody rules. get murdered. Really, is what I'm getting at here. Didn't uh, Tiger always talk about how he never spent the money, his endorsement money? He's always just lived off his prize money. Is he one of those guys? That's Gronk, something Gronk I think did he something similar up until yeah, recently. Yeah, I think that's something he's always been proud of. So, like, I just wonder if he's like. Ten million is going to get me. I can do all the fucking hookers and blow I want for the next year for ten million. This is easy. I doubt it. He doesn't need the money in any. In I mean, any I know he doesn't need it, but it seems. And cool, neither does though. Phil. No, but Phil's a degenerate gambler, which is the only element of this that's fun. Who's also an inside trader? Yes, but I. <laughs> Dylan, I'm with you, dude. I don't know if I'll end up watching this. I just it, don't understand the big the big draw here. It feels like this is one of those things that's going to come and go, and we're going to forget it ever happened like six months like from now. Like, if Tiger and Phil happen to be the last pairing on a Sunday, Fuck yeah, I'm that is that. ten times more exciting to me because they actually played well enough to be the final pairing the, on a Sunday. The build-up yeah. is This next. is just two guys but, who are past their prime playing golf for a lot of money. This is, <laughs> this is post-Ryder Cup, so it's just like something to get the golf community involved in like yeah, but November. That's what bugs me about it is that it should be cooler than it is. Tiger versus Phil one-on-one -on -one for X amount of money should get us all excited and be something we want to watch. But for five minutes of analysis, we've already decided that we're probably not going to watch I'm it. I'm telling that's, you, international waters and loser lose it can never play in the tour again. That's what you got to do. And if you get a bogey, you have to murder a homeless person on the green. Maybe your caddy. For each hole. Yeah. That's okay. how it goes. All right. We have a hotline. The number is 800-392-6344. Once again, that's 800-392-6344. Hit us with your best calls. Uh, any sports takes, any questions, just hit us up on that hotline. First call, Micah. What's going on, Backdoor Cover? Um, this question is mainly for Dylan. So I'm in a couple fantasy football leagues, and I think I may have finally convinced one uh, to do a auction-style draft. Um, basically, none of us have done this before, so just trying to get your insight on how your league does it. Um, wh what bankroll do you start with? How do you determine the order um, of the players that you put on for auction? Um, basically, what happens when you run out of bankroll? Any information uh, that you got would be very helpful. Uh, I may have convinced them. Who knows? Maybe your insight will help me sway the rest of the group uh if you could definitely put this on the next episode because the draft is over memorial or labor day weekend need that info asap peace well congrats first of all on finally seeing the light and going to a real man's fantasy football league uh this is how we do it we start with 200 fantasy dollars 
and you can only bet in even dollar increments, or not bet, but bid. So you can't do like, you know, 1650. It's gotta be either 16 or 17 bucks. So we do 200 bucks. The order is, one of the great things about the auction style is the, the order doesn't really mean a whole lot. So just draw names like you usually would, um, and then that'll be the order. So that's just that's just the, the order in which you call out names. So even if I call out, you know, Tom Brady, everyone gets a chance to bid on Tom Brady. So it doesn't matter really that much, but just do it like that. And once you are out of money, once you spend all 200 of your dollars and you still have, you know, slots left over in your lineup, that's when it reverts to a snake draft. So it just, those are just considered free agent pickups at that point. Hmm. Huh. That makes that makes sense, right? But this motherfucker doesn't have Google. You yeah, look it up. There's, I'm sure it's you out explain there. Explain to him how the, uh, an auction draft works. Yeah, G- you look use it Google, up. my dude. But 200, we found we we sort of with a uh, with 150, and then 200 just seems like a good uh, a good starting point. A good, you know, to alloc- to allocate from that point is just it, it fits really really well. Um, and I think I think most leagues are 200. It's pretty standard, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that's what ours is, even in. Uh, yeah, what do you call it? Look, what auctions like? great because there's so much strategy involved. You can have any player you want as long as you have you know the means to pick him up. Uh, it's it's all players are on the table. So if if you have you know the tenth pick, it doesn't matter. You can still get Todd Gurley. You just got to pay for him. It's if you know somebody great. wants him, do you? constantly try to up that's the another thing i have in my league another like two guys are one of them is a huge packers fan the other one is a huge philly fan and we will intentionally run up packers players and eagles players because we know our friends want my buddy wants aaron Rodgers, and he will pay an asshole just to have him on his team and we all know that and it's just a little like game inside the game thing it's a lot of fun gamesmanship it's fucking killer man fuck yeah i did one last weekend it took like five hours, but it was so much fun. We were all drinking and giving each other a hard time. It's just fucking great. So have fun. Tight. Next call. What's up, guys? This is Matt from the West Virginia area. So I got a college football question for you. Um, so I noticed that you three are all group of five graduates. Uh, you four, I guess, if you count Micah, because Mizzou is fucking laughable. Um so I guess my main question is, why is your alma mater not your uh, main source of fandom? Uh, with the exception of Dan, I know Ross and Dylan both do not root for Texas State at all. Um, coming from West Virginia with two Division One football programs, uh, I grew up as a Marshall fan. Shout out Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I, I really just don't give a shit about any other team. Uh, Marshall's my team, and uh, I don't particularly care for any power five school. I don't have a backup school that I root for. Um, so I guess my question to you is what's with uh, abandoning your school? All right. Have a good one. I'll start here. I it's not that I don't pull for Texas State. I would love to see Texas State do well, and I guess I consider myself a fan. I just they've never been good enough for me to actually care too much about them. Yeah, second that. Don't yeah. Don't, don't come at me saying I don't root for Texas State. I would State. love if Texas. I would love for Texas State. How to about do you well. get good at something and then we'll fucking root for you? But How the ceiling, 
for Texas State is just so low. I can't get excited about it's it. It's not the floor is not the ceiling. Is the floor is not the ceiling. The ceiling right. is very much the floor. Yes, it's or, the opposite of North Carolina basketball. And yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a Texas fan because I was born and raised in Austin. I, I grew up going to the games. I, I was at the game when when Ricky Williams set the rushing record. It, I have a lot of memories growing up as a Texas fan, and I will always be a Texas fan. And I don't care what anybody has to say about that because. I don't, it doesn't fucking matter to me. But to I love Texas. To, to Micah, also, do real quick, thing. real quick. Uh, Austin doesn't have a professional sports team, and I don't want to hear anything about the, the fucking soccer team. So, the Longhorns are my default professional team, and a lot of a lot of Austinites feel the same way. But we are about to have a professional sports yeah. team. It's gonna be a soccer yeah, team. You're gonna you love it. it. So, <laughs> I grew up a Penn State fan, obviously, because the area I grew up in. Uh, and UCF didn't have a Division One football team at that point when I was born. But when I made like a college decision, I wanted to go to like a huge university that had like pretty good Division One athletics, so I could kind of just go all in on that team, and they could be mine. So I, I dropped all allegiances to Penn State, which was super easy because it was around the same time as Sandusky, so very easy to wipe my hands clean of Penn State. And yeah, just went all in on UCF. Did you apply to Penn State? No, I didn't want. You didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to a school in state. Okay. Yeah. So I applied to like 12 different schools on the East Coast. Gotcha. And I went to UCF because it fucking is awesome. So yeah, and Bill doesn't really have a, a team other than Texas State, right? I mean, you don't really care for for college. Yeah, for college. No, I'm I'm strictly a gambling man. I don't I don't have any allegiance. So I don't root for anybody. Uh, there's no emotional attachment to any team or players. It's fucking spectacular. I highly recommend it. If you go to a shitty school. Uh, that doesn't have good college sports. Just become a degenerate, degenerate gambler. Yeah, don't grow. Don't fucking do the whole. If you're from, it's it's different. Like the Dylan thing. Dylan gets a pass from me because he's from Austin, and Austin is a massive college town where everybody's Longhorn fans. That's a different deal. Like if if you're from fucking Houston and you didn't go to A and M, but you're a huge A and M fan, and it's for family reasons or whatever. Uh, I'll drag your ass because I don't I don't like that I don't I don't I'm I could I could have been that dude but I chose to be uh, real about it and be a, and and just gamble <laughs> that's all I have to say yeah and for the record I did apply to, to University of Texas and basically just took a shit on my application and sent it back to me so, <laughs> thanks but no thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah. they accept the top eight percent I think of graduates in the state of Texas well it was ten percent when you applied but. Thank you. I was trying to make it sound don't better for myself. Your, yeah, it wasn't top ten percent when I applied. Two percent points. You don't get those points. And I was outside the ten percent. I didn't okay. even send him an application. Uh, in fact, you I didn't. Know. I didn't send anyone an application except for Texas State. I was like, no one will have me except for these people. We're all aware of that. Let's you not pretend. Slept dick. I school. sent one application. I never visited the campus. I showed up on orientation day, and that was it. And look at me. I turned out fine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Next call. What's up, guys? This is Garrett, uh, UNC Chapel Hill grad. Uh, just recently graduated, so I'm newly post-grad. Um, I'm moving into my first apartment and all that good shit. Um, of all the things, decisions and stuff that I've been having to make, my biggest conflict is whether or not I want to get TV. Uh, I mean, I know I can stream everything else, like Game of Thrones, Netflix, all that. Like I can stream everything, but to watch sports, do I need to get TV? Love some advice. Uh, would love some, yeah. You know, just love to hear from you guys and hear what you think. Appreciate it. Watching sports live, I think, is the only reason I still pay for cable. Can you I get my thirty second answer? Go for it. Yes, you have to get TV unless you are too poor to afford TV. That is my answer. Nah, dude. I recently made the switch too. Got rid of cable. Went to Google Fiber, and then we got Hulu TV, 
and uh, DirecTV Now, which we can get all the games through and stream. You can also stream all the games through Reddit. For, for you can always find a link on Reddit. No, okay, whoa, whoa. Back it up. The DirecTV thing is legit. Yes. Streaming games through Reddit is not. There's no way the quality is <laughs> It's not. Great, it's right? not. And we're not that is fucking here, broke boy shit, We're Dan. not going to sit here and pretend. The only oh, I'm person, sorry, Micah. The only <laughs> people that <laughs> no, no, make producer I'm sorry, Micah money. Dan. We lived in the same apartment building before, okay? We're pretty much on the same sociological or socioeconomic level. Sociological. You can't be a fucking broke boy and stream games from Reddit. You can't I do refuse it. to pay a how cable much are you really, How much are you really fucking saving if you pay for, for, uh, for Google Fiber Internet... And you you have these other things as opposed to just having the the, the cable. I refuse to like pay what twenty dollars a month. Or this is broke boy shit, Bucks. Dan. Dude, nah. Google Fiber has channels, Dan. Yes, I they have, have TV. I'm, it's I not have that Google expensive. Fiber. I have Google Fiber internet and cable and all that. And I have two buddies who do what you do now and no longer pay for cable. They stream when they want to watch games. Yeah. And I'm not willing to go you know do that yet. You know what you can do on a Saturday? Go out to the bars. Yes. Now, See, th- I don't want to do that either. I here's the way home. that you can Fuck defend that. Here's the way you home. defend this. That'll end up costing more. I was explaining to my girlfriend. She's not from. She's from New York, so she doesn't understand college sports and like football in general. This is her first year where she's been here. This is going to be my biggest problem. And she's this like, year. "What do you do?" And I was like, "I've never watched. I never watch a Mizzou game. That's my team. Without like, I, I won't just like sit at home and watch the game alone. That's just not something you do. You won't be around people." You got to be around people. Now I watch Cowboys on Sunday. That's my team, but I'll watch that alone. That's no big deal. But like on Saturdays, I'm going to be out and about, or I'm going to have people over. Or I'm going to have people at my house. One time, my friends had they they were going away, and there was a Mizzou game. They had a going away party at their house to watch the Mizzou game, and they were broke boys, and they didn't have cable. They were a recently married couple, and we spent the whole fucking time trying to get the stream to work. And it was so infuriating, and we all held grudges towards them. I haven't said a word to the couple since they left like four years ago because of this. Don't be those broke boys. Now, if, if your plan is to go to the bar every Saturday and go hit on girls and watch your team, then maybe that's an argument. But you, you can't get through through basketball season streaming games. That sucks. You've got to have cable during basketball season if you're an NBA fan. This is... You, you can't go to the bar. You can't do the, this. This bar thing is too, who says that? So let me get. You can't go change, to the bar for every fucking time you want to watch this, my this sporting you, event. You either need to be genuinely poor and like it's a it's a financial decision you're making because you have to, or you need to be like the ultimate contrarian, like Dan or my couple buddies that do this, that are literally just so fucking refuse to Look, give the cable companies any money that they do it. I am just begging for an opportunity to drop cable because I think it's bullshit. I pay for it. Hundreds of channels I would never look at in my entire life, and it's so expensive. Until you figure out the sport, the live sports things, it's just, it's just no. It's not even a question for me yet, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm paying a, a lot of money, like a couple hundred bucks a month, for cable and internet, and I don't even use the TV part. But I don't care, and I just don't think about it because it's, it's, it's just for the sports. It's for the, it's mainly, honestly, for That's me, all it's for have. the fucking NBA. You, you don't get if you don't have those channels, you've got to stream, and the NBA streaming online is awful. It's like 1998 when you stream an internet, a Reddit NBA game, dude. You can't see who, which Dial player up. is which. It's fucking impossible to tell what's going on. So that's why I'm stuck with cable. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to defend it by saying just go to the bar Saturday, 11 a.m. Dan, kick you off. The thing is, so much more money doing it, it that way than, than you would watching on, you That bar. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard You're in my life. You're having more fun. You're going to spend five times as much. And you're going to be miserably hungover on Sunday. And you need Unless you drink water zone. and eat crackers at the bar, you're going to spend <laughs> so much money. What's this guy doing? Oh, he's just up here because he doesn't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, 
You just want to watch Go uh, to the bar. So, like, seven dollar vodka sodas. Are you worried though? Like, I am about our girlfriends accepting our lifestyle on Saturdays. You could. I, I am concerned. I'm. I'm concerned about my Sunday lifestyle, which has become a. You know, I, we're not going to talk about fantasy football because nobody gives a shit. But I've become a juggernaut in the last five years because all of my friends have gotten married and have kids. And I just sit there and watch Red Zone every Sunday by myself. And do research and shit. God, and, Red Zone and, is yeah, amazing. And, like, the moment someone turns an ankle, daddy's there to pick up, like, his backup. And I'm yeah. handcuffing everybody. That's hot. But I can't do that. And, I, like, I, I would love for that to be the case. I just don't believe seven hours of Red Zone is going to be possible anymore. You will find ways to adjust. I though. mean, I'll be doing, like... And that's going to be hard 14 hours for me. of college football every Saturday, watching, like, meaningless ACC games. Pitt, Virginia. Just yeah, gambling you're, you're on a psycho games. like that. Yeah. I love that. Switching back and forth. It really depends stuff. on your girlfriend or whatever, but... She doesn't really you, every fully guy, understand what she's getting into. But this is a stage in every dude's life. For every married dude listening is thinking about this right now, like, yeah, I remember that shit. I remember having to figure out how it's going to fucking work. If you're a degenerate gambler and you get married, it's serious changes to your sports regimen. Like, I used to do the exact same thing. Saturday, I would watch TV for like 15 fucking hours and just gamble on every single game and it's incredible but you can't live that life anymore when you get married um, unless your wife is like some kind of sociopath or spy that works in another country or something so you have to figure it out and you find ways to adapt and you get games going through your phone and shit and you have to keep your phone discreet like under the <laughs> I table I remember last year week one Florida State Alabama uh, biggest game of the week I w- the girl I was talking to then had her birthday party, and me and my roommate were trying to stream the game on my phone, and we, we got kicked out of dinner. <laughs> yeah, you've seen those NFL commercials where it's like people at a wedding and somebody's streaming like, oh, that's funny. No, that's real. That's life for the remainder of your time on this earth after you have a serious relationship or get married or whatever, because you got to find a way. Life. Uh, sports. Life finds uh, a way, though. Finds a way. I'm planning to use like the Saturday example as, as a good good reason for us to like be social yeah we're going out we're gonna go see the other mizzou people you will meet people like this is this is fun we're gonna do see, things see mike is already thinking on his feet so like i'm i'm prepared for that and and really i can give or take some college like i'm gonna watch every mizzou game that's gonna be something i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch it with my boys and with other people and hopefully their girlfriends are there so my girlfriend doesn't hate yeah me. like ucf games non-negotiable but like sundays are going to be a challenge i i believe like my plan of of uh, running errands before noon and then getting sandwich meat, then having a sandwich at noon, right at noon, and I'm watching John, Chris Harrison, or is it Chris Harrison? I always forget the guy's name. I don't know Scott? Scott Harrison. Maybe. Har- Harrison. Hanson? Hanson. Hanson, yes. Um, whatever. Not Chris Harrison. Take That's a seat. The Bachelor. Take I, a seat. Anyway, I watched that. I watched the first hour. Then I nap from 1 to 2.30. <laughs> then I watch from 2.30 to 3.30 while I pace around the apartment because it's the most exciting hour of television of the day. <laughs> then I might take another nap. And then I wake up about <laughs> 6 and I'm ready. Yes. Then I turn on Sunday night, football night in America, and I cook a steak. And, like, this is... That's living, dude. That's how you kill the Sunday scaries, and now that's going to change. That's, Same thing, but gone. I would order a pizza Sunday morning hungover at like 11 a.m. and just slowly eat it throughout the day Classic. my entire meal. I love the concept of that's Micah. That's trash. Micah, <laughs> Micah reached a point in his life where he was living in the pool house. In the pool house. And he had developed the perfect Sunday routine. <laughs> I had two TVs in there, too, side by side. And within a year, yeah. it's been completely derailed into normalcy. It's a, it's a fucking shame, really, but it is what it is. Yeah. Every life stage comes to so an to end. So to answer your question, Dan, yes, I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I love you. I love you, boo-boo. A little bit uh, concerned. God. Oh, my God. Uh, we have one more call, right? All right, next call. Hey, back to cover. This is Ty from Auburn. I wanted to see your guys' opinion on who the best 
college football player has been that you watched in your lifetime? So, you know, going back the last 15, 20 years from what you remember, who is the most impressive player? Um, Excited to be here, takes. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, I mean, mine's easy. Mine's easy, too. Who? Vince Young. Uh, I was going to go Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, every time he touched the ball, it looked like okay, he was going to the okay. house. They, that's, a, that's a sensitive one because it's like they went head-to-head as the best in my mind or whatever. For me, it's probably Vince Young, but too. I think Vince. Um, not far behind him, though, is Ricky Williams. And I know I'm a little bit older, so I watched him back in the 90s play. Yeah. His senior year, he did. He put up stupid numbers. He was, he was unstoppable. He was unbelievable. And then when my like sports consciousness started to come about, I guess was around Mike Vick, Virginia okay. Tech. Which wasn't necessarily statistically the best, but he you, you led them to the national to be championship. Like, this is some wild shit. He was yeah. a fucking insane person Dude, to watch. Honestly, this is like a really sick part of me. But part of me wanted this to bring up Manziel. Like he was one of the best college players I've watched. He was on. He was unreal. I mean, he they couldn't tackle him. It was fucking nuts. He was just running in circles like a psycho and then throwing off his back leg. He did shit that I've never seen anybody else do. And it's just a shame that he ended up being a total piece of trash uh, post-college playing in Canada or whatever, but I don't think Johnny's ever going to come on the show, so we're just going to be okay with me Trashing. devastating his name. <laughs> but I, for real, he that made me, it made me, when people ask best college football player you've ever seen, he will always pop up in my head and at least tempt me to mention him. And I mean, I'll, I'll always defend Reggie Bush. In, people will say he's he was a bust kind of in the NFL. He had like a, a fucking, 10-year career That's not a good take. in the NFL. That's not a good take. Nobody, anybody who says Reggie Bush is a Bust. He underwhelmed, but he had a good career. Yeah, the guy lasted out. longer than most. Come on, man. Yeah. For a running back? For but he, a I mean, running back? Compared to like his highlights in college, there's like 30 minutes of highlights. Yeah, from college. but you can't compare the two. It's a different sport. Like it's legit. It it just doesn't work the same way. Right. You know, I mean, you can't have that longevity. Probably like. the most exciting player I've ever seen is Noel Divine on YouTube. Like his high school highlights. Right. Those went viral. That was the most insane thing I've ever Watching seen. Watching Reggie run in college was crazy though. It felt like every other run he was leaping over someone who was three and a half feet taller than him by some miracle. He had crazy highlights. He was a stud. This is just making me want to go watch YouTube clips. Let's do that. Yeah, but yeah. Vince Young. And we can, because we're done, right? Yeah, this is the end of the show. Uh, actually, Micah has The show is not over thing. yet. He, oh, wants, he wants to shout out. If you guys remember, back in week one himself. of the big three, I went to Houston. Yeah, we remember. And I predicted on this podcast that the power... Coached by Nancy Lieberman would win the championship, and guess what happened this weekend? They Power were, won the championship. That's so big for you, man. Big Baby Davis was crying. Man, it's weird he didn't get more news. He coverage. did not cry. He, he was crying in the press conference. <laughs> he cries really. He's easy, won. A, he's won NBA he was championship, on the and he was in he. Uh, Corey McGetty, uh, uh Quentin Richardson. They, they were they were loaded. <laughs> what a squad. I called it from <laughs> the beginning, loaded. and they did it. They were loaded. So big shouts to Power. They called their shot. Was Birdman on that team? And Birdman was the defensive player of the year and on that team. I just want to comment again on the I how how much I doubted the big three and, and how it has some staying power. Like they, it could be going on year three. And next year when they sign Manu Ginobili, I will I will watch it every Friday. They I will need travel Kobe. the country to they go need see Kobe. him. Live. I'm I'm freaking out because I'm like, is there an age I hit? Like, am I going to turn fifty one year and be like? You know what? I'm really interested in watching the big three now because all my former guys will be in there. Is that what's going to happen to me? You know how some guys have the dream of maybe competing on the Champions Tour yeah. when they turn 50 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we try to become uh, big three guys. I don't know if they want n- no-name dudes, though. Isn't it like mostly... They don't want a, a six-foot white guard? It's not. Don't you have to have had an NBA career to play? 
I hope not. You can't just come off the street, can you? Because if you can come it's off the street, it's going to kill me. I might quit job and go shoot jumpers I until I can play. 30 in three years, so I'll be eligible, right? You have to be 30 years old to play? I think. Oh, you have to be a dude. former NBA player. Oh, fuck. I'm not. Well, t- I technically, Daryl Morey signed me via Yeah, that's Twitter, true. So I don't I mean, know. Is you, it technical? you at least get it. Like, if I, if I get a 10 day, right. am I eligible? It's not technical. I can get a 10 day at the end of the season Something. for somebody. Come on, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, whatever. But uh, that's the show, guys. Uh, make sure to rate and review us at Backdoor Cover on iTunes and anywhere you can find podcasts, but mainly iTunes, so we can climb up the charts. Yeah, give us a little rating. And Five some stars. Got to write something so we can climb up those charts and break the algorithm. That'd be ideal. And then make sure to tell a friend about the show. Yeah. We need to grow. Say, do you like sports? I do. I like Backdoor Cover. It's that simple. Pretty easy. Sold. Boom. Uh, we'll be back Thursday with our week one college football preview and whatever else happens in the next few days. First episode ever we're, uh, this year, not ever, where we'll be discussing college football in depth and making bets with monies. How Can fun. you feel it? Bye.